captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hey fam, welcome back to another episode of New Girl, Old Guy, talking about season two of New Girl, episode eight, Parents. I am neither the new girl nor the old guy. My name is Ali Lasher and I am joined by the titular old guy, Akiva Winokur. Also a parent. Depends on who you ask, but yeah, a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, first of all, we should have bought $18 granolas for this episode. That would have been fitting. <laughs> Did that? I feel like I- I'm torn. Part of me thinks you'd balk at that price, and part of me thinks like a day in the life, like you've paid $18 for some artisan granola. You know, I bought food the other day and forgot about it, and it was it, like it will pain me for months. Say more, like you left it out and had to throw it away? Or Basically, like, yeah. Like I bought two things and I ate one and then I forgot about the other one and, and I never put it in the fridge or anything and then it had to go in the garbage. You're being so cagey. What was it? Well, I don't want... So there could be people listening. I don't want them to find out what I bought for lunch. Who do you think? You think Mara's tuning in now? Well, I mean, she's in like the house. Yeah, I don't think tuning into the actual podcast. <laughs> I'm waiting for like Akiva from the editing room. <laughs> I bought a, I bought a hamburger. Can I? Am I in the ballpark? Is it like an unhealthy, savory item? No, it was more like a snack. But I had the meal, and and um, I don't know. It's not interesting. I don't know. Bugles? You, you a bugles guy? You think bugles go bad if you don't eat them right away? <laughs> bugles are one of my least favorite foods. What's a snack? It's not a snack, but it's not like a full meal. It's more like an just... appetizer type thing. You just munching on a little cheese, Keith? Like, imagine if it was, like, French fries. It wasn't French fries, but let's say it was, like, French fries. And then okay. you realize at the end of the day, like, oh, I never ate my French fries. So now like, they're in the garbage. All right. I'm going to stop prying, but I'm interested. I'm interested in this more than I've been in a lot of our... All right. Series finale. I'll tell everyone what, what the food was. <laughs> we could call it right now. Welcome Season to the finale. series finale of New Girl Old Guy stopping at a respectable... Uh, like 32 episodes and I change. told I told you my wife, who has now started watching the episodes with me, uh, calls the television show New Girl Old Guy. She calls it NGOG. Actually. Does she know that you're the old guy? Like, how does she feel about that? Ooh, I should ask her. I'll ask her tomorrow. I think she's asleep, but I'll ask her tomorrow. Mm, I don't need any more bad press. <laughs> no, <laughs> she actually said... I forget what happened, but she said she likes you. She said well, you guys could team up against me and make fun of me or something. Well, that's good. Um, I didn't think she had an opinion on me, but I just don't generally need any more bad press. <laughs> um, all right. Speaking of your children and your family, uh, before we get to the banana minute to see if there's any meat left on that bone that we've been scraping dry, uh, you watched this episode with another one of your children. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, my wife is not my child. So one of my children. Yeah. No, but I was talking about Yosef, the banana minute. Another oh, one of yes. your children watched Correct. Episode. Correct. Yes. Uh, yeah, Dira, my my twelve year old, uh, she she watched this, and I think she's in for the long run. I think, I think she's my favorite of your children. That's fair. That's such fair. that I should have a favorite. Uh, yeah, I think she's in. I think the three of us are going to watch every episode. I even told them they can go back now because they have been binging Modern Family. My daughter and my wife. Um, I, my older daughter has already seen all of Modern Family because I think she just sits in her room all day, like for the last year when there's been no school and watches TV. Maybe she's my favorite now. That's that's pretty so relatable. She, 
<laughs> what's it called? They uh, so I said they should catch up. They should go back through the first twenty five episodes of the series before Mary started watching, and and catch up. So like we could we could watch New Girl. My fear is that one of my kids will sneak ahead and spoil it for me. So that is a real fear. Well, kids you are, are not starting good at, at a thirty episode advantage. I do have a big advantage, but kids can like I left my daughter alone for like two hours and she watched like a whole season of Survivor. So. Well, if you had no reason to go week by week, I don't think you would necessarily binge it, but you could. Like, yes, it's, it's a bingeable it's, you have show. You a mm-hmm. It's very fast, also. So One hour, I, you watch almost three eps. I never know. Uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is I never know. When you asked me, "Is this an Adira safer Adira episode?" and I am a terrible judge of what's okay for children to watch. I think I said it's got uh, like romantic themes. But not sex. Like, it's up to Mm -hmm. the point, you know, whatever. There's, like, romantic kind of stuff. And there is homophobia. I would say I would let a six-year-old watch this. Yeah, so I will say... (laughs) Not to condone the homophobia, but just, like, I thought this was a perfectly kid-friendly episode. Was that correct? Yeah, it was fine. There was one or two things. We could get into them in a sec. But I'll say this, actually, going forward to the, the goggers out there. If you're watching ahead, if there's an episode that will be you, you think at, if you're yourself as a 12 year old, 12 year old girl, you would dread watching this with your parents. Let me know ahead of time and maybe we'll skip that episode. I mean, OK, so like you've already watched the episode, I would say, is the number one episode for that with the lingerie and Justin Long. And she's like old timey radio voice like mm-hmm. that, I feel like would be. But nothing's like not a pro. She might not want to watch that with you. But again, it's still network television. True, and you know she's twelve, but I think part of it it's like, ooh, this is cool. I get to watch this, so I think she and my sister's not here, so like, I, I think she'll be. I don't think she'll be cringy. Like, I think when she's a little older, she'll realize like I shouldn't be watching this with my parents. But I think she's at the age where it's like I'm just happy I'm on the team, you know. This is like when I watched You've Got Mail with my parents when I was young and asked what cyber sex was because mm-hmm. they talk about that. Did they lie or did they tell the truth? Uh, I believe my dad, who is generally very uncomfortable with the whole topic. Rightfully, I mean, I didn't know what I was even asking. I was, I said to Akiva, like, I watched whatever. The only things I was banned from were like The Simpsons and Beavis and Butthead because they were they disrespectful just, to their parents. Every dad in the country was like, nope, nope, you're not gonna, tr- not gonna call me by my first name. My dad wouldn't have cared. My mom thought it was annoying. She didn't mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. And, uh, but I, they were not like monitoring my television consumption i was like not allowed to watch certain rated movies with pe- friends over because like there was a big concern that if i watched a movie we weren't supposed to watch then the kid goes home and then my parents get in trouble like that yeah, was the, and the concern. kid can't come over next time i it was I, not so much corrupting yeah. me it was mm-hmm. what will the neighbors think i had a lot of that too yeah <laughs> so why was i even talking about this uh we're talking about watching with my kid i don't know <sighs> There was something. I, oh, what my dad said cyber sex was. Maybe we didn't need to go back yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah. He gave a PG answer, but he gave an like a, a, an answer such that I remember it. OK. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about your other kids. Uh, probably the listener's favorite one of your many, many children. Mm-hmm. Uh, Banana. We have a lot to work through. Yeah. Oh, we could say if you think it's good, we could save some for next week. Also, like uh, you never know if there's going to be more content coming. I think we need to know from the audience if, like, well, I don't even care about the audience. You guys already knew that, so that's fine they said that. I think we should stop doing banana minutes unless it's like. Oh, I agree. No, I agree. I agree. But I also don't think we should play three today. 
But but we don't have gold here. We have sort of like a couple big news items to mm-hmm. sort through okay. of negotiations you've entered into, uh, the sort of banana fake out that we teased last week. And then, you know, I think that's that's this week's banana minute. Okay. I don't Let, think we play have whatever, like weeks Play here. whatever you want to play. I think uh, I like the idea in podcasts I listen to. I like the idea of completely recycling bits every like 20, 25 episodes. So I don't mind throwing the banana minute away completely. It could come back if there's something iconic, but like, you know, and we'll have a new bit coming at some point when, when we, it comes to us. We got so many questions about what my problem is with Renap, Keeve. You, sh- you don't want to be throwing subtle references in today on this podcast. It had nothing to do with Renap. I said listen, podcast oh, sorry, I listen you to. Said, sorry, you said a podcast that recycles old bits, and I just instantly <laughs> thought Renap. Got it, got it. No, no, no. <laughs> it's just podcast. my whole life I've been listening to podcasts. I, I, I like the idea of of completely there was things i did on seinfeld the first 20 episodes that never get mentioned again and i like it's not like a thing but i like to like you know try and do new stuff i'm not sick of banana if yo tape was like hitting dingers every week i'd Mm -hmm. play it but i think we're gonna slow down i think he's getting a little sick of it we might if we you know put it on the back burner we might it might uh you know bubble over he's sort of getting sick of it but he also asked me today if he could do three a day going forward because we have three twizzlers you just ruined the whole thing. All right, so bleep what I just said. I'm not doing any editing this week. I told you that. <laughs> so you just ruined. I thought you I'm, played that last week. I'm here 30 episodes in, not spoiling a minute of New Girl, and you spoil mm-hmm. the banana minute 10 All seconds right. before. All right, play, play it before I say anything. Well, that's else. not even that. Here's, here's a clip uh, that I forwarded to someone, so I must have thought it was funny. Never really mentioned what's banana's favorite color. Yes, I, yes, I do. <laughs> you ask the favorite color and the whole house of cards crumbles. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I don't know. Did I already play that? No, April 13th. All right. I'm confused. I'm. We didn't do the system we said we would do. So I'm just playing these three in YOLO. Hey, you'll save listeners have submitted questions for the banana minute. This question is from Sally. Sally wants to know, what do you want to be when you grow up? I love that noise. I know, it's so cute. A Power Ranger when you grow up? I remember this one. Nothing else happened. This just makes Akiva look sad because he's he's feeding him lines. Yeah, that mm, one's not good. All right, so let's do this. So you didn't want to do any more Banana Minutes, right? Yeah. So what do we do? Me and you. Pay money to each other. We gave money to each other? No, I did not give you any money. No, we pay money to each other. We made a deal, me and you. What happened? What's the deal? The deal is that every day I make a banana minute. Yeah. Um, you give me a twist. You buy me my own pack of twizzlers. Hey, that was one twizzler. Was the deal one piece of twizzlers? Hopefully, mommy doesn't listen to these because I'm send I send them to her. One twizzler. All right. So here's today's question. What? Um, how? When was the last time you went to the moon to see banana? Never. I never have a friend that named Banana when I was a baby. Either that. Wait, so you're saying there is no banana? There, there, there is banana. But you just said you've never been to the moon. But This is shocking. I, I did been to the moon before, but I never went to his house before. Oh, you've never been to his house. Okay, has he ever been to our house? No. Have you ever seen banana with your own eyes? Nope. So is it possible he's fake? He's real. Okay. You scared me there for a minute. 
Keith, you're really the star of that banana minute. You're cracking me up in that. Yeah, I can't believe that he's never seen banana before. I'm mean, nice to have a picture of him in his head, right? When he talks I, about him. I think I've seen banana uh, more looking at this tote bag from you and Tate than your son has. How's the tote bag? Has the tote bag left the four walls of your house? And will the it tote bag, The tote bag will leave the four walls of my apartment. It has not yet. Mm-hmm. It's like my birthday weekend. You think I'm like going out to dinner with Missy with my tote bag? <laughs> uh, I mean, think of, you know, I'm not going to say it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Um, all right. Are we, is that it? Are we done with the, with the BM no, have- for today, the banana minute? We have one more that I I responded. This is all time. So mm-hmm. I also love the we paid money to each other. We paid and money to each other. He, he also comes. Himself. Yeah, he comes up with like the changing the rules from from one Twizzler to a whole pack of Twizzlers mid sentence. He realizes, oh, I could probably get away with this. He's got to get smoother on it because mm-hmm. like he almost had you, but he revealed that he knew the real deal beforehand, which mm-hmm. uh, is a killer. Um. But okay, so let's imagine this if this one. is someone's first episode. I mean, you know, good welcome. <laughs> this is what we do here. Mm-hmm. All right, so here we go. Yo, Dave. What? What is Macaroni Go Home's favorite food? Uh, macaroni. What's Banana's favorite food? Bananas. Oh, what's your favorite food? Um, bananas. What's Larry? Um. Who's Larry? Um, Banana's brother. What? Um, um, yeah, you know him. I really don't know him. Larry? Oh, did Larry, Banana have a sister? No, that's one sister. What's her name? You said she died in the snow. She died in the snow? <laughs> no, no, she did not. I did not. There's snow on the moon? We're talking about snow. All right, no, I'm stuck. No, she did not. Yeah. No, she did not. All right, come down. Um, what's her, what's the sister's name? What's the sister's name? Um, I don't know what. Oh, you never met her, right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Maybe that one could have saved it. I forgot about that one. You know him. (laughs) Yeah. He makes me play them sometimes. I play that today. He's like, well, you know Larry, right? I'm like, yeah, because we've played this clip 10,000 times. I also like when he makes a decision. Does Ben have a sister? Uh, no. Only one (laughs) did, though. When he says, by the way, it's still on the, the uh, hunt, or not hunt, but like on the train of does you, do your children have Israeli or American accents? When mm-hmm. he says like deal, it's very Israeli to me. I mean, he barely knows Hebrew. He's been in school like so little this but year. But it's still got that affect. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like I feel like you play Israeli accent, American accent or like gentle speech, like baby talk issue. Mm-hmm. But. That gives a strong. I mean, it took me to the shook when he was making do, those. Do you want to play today's? And, and then who knows? Maybe we're maybe we're done forever with the banana minute. Uh, today's, today's is Adira's. No, 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 I sent you one earlier. You okay? I have two more in the in the hopper here. Yeah, don't play the most recent one. That's for later in the episode. I know, no, no. I have you message me. Not every banana minute is a winner. I wrote that's so cute. I feel like maybe we don't play that. And then the last one I have nine seconds from yesterday. Yeah, not play nine seconds from yesterday. Okay. How many ears does Banana have? Uh, three. He has three ears? Thank you! <laughs> now, was that getting the Twizzler, the thank you? 
No, I see. I don't have any Twizzlers in the house right now. He's. I'm, I'm getting these for free right now. They didn't have I, in the store. I also have to complain. Who are these listeners submitting these questions, Akiva? Like, we could actually solicit listener questions, or not for nothing. I've asked you a thousand questions to ask him that you refuse to ask. Who cares? I asked, how many I just ears? never get. Banana what, has. He had told the story earlier about extra ears, so then I, I wanted to get it on the, you know, on the podcast. Uh, riveting stuff. All right. <laughs> With that. This is actually like an important episode. We should really have. We should. I really thought you meant the it. banana stuff. No, this is not important. <laughs> All right, so we have reached a milestone, our second Thanksgiving episode. This aired November 20th, 2012. Uh, Parents, directed by Jesse Perez and written by Elizabeth Merriweather. Mm, the big boss. Perez? Perez? I might have mispronounced that. Perez. 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 If it's TZ, it's Perez. Okay, amazing. Very, very common Jewish name. Uh, great. Well, not like that common that like, you know, but it's pr- re- common enough that I know how to pronounce it. That's that's how common it is. Is it Jewish enough like guy who stole a synagogue minivan Jewish yeah. or? Uh, yeah, guy who stole a synagogue uh, minivan probably would know how to pronounce parrots. <laughs> um, all right. Give us a digest and we'll dive right in. Okay, this is episodes called Parents. I think I had hoped last week that it would be at least one of Jess's parents, if not both. Well, I don't remember what my guess was. I do think you said that. Uh, and indeed, it's Thanksgiving. It's Jess's parents. Uh, and also Schmidt's cousin Schmidt. What else do you need to know? Let's get into the episode. Cool. Real quick question. And mm-hmm. the audience can feel free to weigh in on this. Uh, sorry I said I didn't care about you. You know that's only half true. Um, do people like that I let... 95% of the time let Akiva make a guess and I say nothing or would people like the instant gratification of like correct or not correct because we don't do a good job and we're not going to do a good job well, of keeping track and later reminding you, could, you, you could I said. mean listen there's no spoilers for like an episode we're gonna watch in a few days you could do hot medium or cold from now on how about that all right I'd like a Better scale than that, but for we'll work on. Yeah, we'll yeah, you could it. you could workshop that, but something along those lines of letting me know if I'm close, somewhere in the middle, or very far away. Okay, great. So Jess's parents were divorced. We didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I don't think. No, it wasn't canon until this episode. Uh, but since we're in the Thanksgiving mood here, before we talk about that, this is really just has an A B, a, B story, nice and simple here. Producer Kelly says, "What are you thankful for today? Every time there's a new girl Thanksgiving episode, we embody the spirit of Thanksgiving at NGOG." Oh, it's weird to ask what you're thankful for in April. What are you thankful for? You should always be thankful. I am, but I like I I don't have like an answer to the tip of my tongue because I'm mostly thankful in November. You know, you you build up your thanks <laughs> Thanksgiving time. I'm pretty thankful. I had a, a very lovely like birthday little week. Uh, even in COVID quarantine times, I felt very lucky to be able to celebrate. I have made it to 30, a milestone I have thought about my whole life. Uh, th- 30 flirty and thriving here. Um, I'm more importantly, probably today, thankful for justice. Mm-hmm. Today's, today's a good day for that. Uh, thankful to be here with you, Kiwi. Oh, that's so nice. I'm uh, I'm happy to be here, too. I think just this. But are you uh, grateful? Are you grateful? I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I'm I'm also full just in general. We had burgers before. Um, You know, you know what I'm thankful for? The great listeners of this podcast who you don't care about. But I, you know, I care about nothing more than the Goggers. It's such a 
you know, I'm as you know, it's like it's like me telling the listeners I don't care about them is like me telling you you're not my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, can you elaborate? Convenient truth. No, I'm <laughs> like you know, it's like I'm I'm difficult. Mm-hmm. I would, but never they know difficult. The, the real the true heads know. Oh, I'm proudly difficult. That's my brand. Uh, nobody ever knew that. No one who's ever met you uh, <laughs> has ever used, used that word before. Okay. Relax, Keith. Relax. Episode starts with an $18 granola. Do we have more to say on the I thought we covered most of No, no, no all right. What, then what's next? What, what, what's next? Jess. So, yeah, I mean, here's the setup for Jess. Like, I, we both don't have parents that were divorced, Mm-mm. but they, she's got the, her parents on the mom and dad, 9 to 2, 2.30 to 7.30, uh, cycle dad arrives early here's the big reveal uh jess's parents played by heavy hitters jamie lee curtis and rob reiner uh yeah i i had no idea who the parents would be this was like a big surprise um it it is exciting they spent a lot of money on this episode we got curtis reiner and riggle oh we'll get to riggle um, you know, but they went for three big names. I assume we will. I don't. I'm not positive we'll see Rob Riggle again to get to that right now. But I assume we're going to see <laughs> Let's the star get to that right now. <laughs> well, I, I assume we're going to like. We don't need to see Schmidt's cousin again. We certainly can. There's certainly room for him to come back. But like, you'd have to assume <laughs> Jess's parents have to show up again. Also, when you're getting a star of the magnitude of Jamie Lee Curtis or Rob Reiner, even if they're towards the end of their careers or or maybe not. And they're not in their absolute apex, at least Rob Reiner, for sure. Um, you know, that means you have to get the, you have to like pay them and get them, you know, like make it worth their while to show up again or else you can't have the main star's parents on the show. So if you go big. Sometimes it's hard. I'm sure friends have this, too. Sometimes it can't always get the big the big guest stars back. Uh, Matt Stewart says, do Jess's parents top the list for most famous guest stars so far? Who did we have as number one going into this? We, we were weren't, didn't we have a whole thing over Natasha Leon versus Justin Long? Yes, Natasha Leon Long. Yeah, but I'll say Jamie Lee Curtis takes new number one. You think Jamie Lee Curtis is more famous than Rob Reiner? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I just wanted to say it like I thought mm-hmm. it was an outrage. Um, uh, we already know who wins. Like unless unless like uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina show up at the same episode, like we know for sure Prince is going to win. Yeah, but like we can omit Prince. Yeah, he invited himself on the show. We can't omit him. That's true. I will say this. I think, well, I don't think inviting yourself makes you not. I don't think so, but he's in a separate category. He's like S tier. He's like superstar tier. And then we're looking for like biggest, biggest A-lister. We can also say who playing themselves. Like, I think, but I'm not certain that Prince is like the only guest star to play themselves ah, as okay, the celebrity. Fine. fine. Okay, but but yeah. I'm not tr- I'm not positive. I just out of memory. But I think there is a clear number one most famous guest star sub Prince that we have not seen yet. Okay. And I that don't think sense. we'll be fighting about it. I will. Yeah. I will. I'll guess when we get there. Do you have any guesses now? Uh, Giovanni Ribisi. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's talk about uh, the casting of Jamie Lee Curtis and Rob Reiner. Producer mm-hmm. Kelly says, how unrealistic is Rob Reiner? P- Producer Kelly likes to lead the witness here, which I'm fine with. How unrealistic is Rob Reiner being cast as Jess's dad in terms of disposition, looks, Jewish energy? For me, it's a big swing and a miss, but Jamie Lee Curtis is spot on. So, Kiwi, what do you think of the casting of these two? I, I like both characters. As characters, as Jess's parents, we were sold a bill of goods that like Jamie Lee Curtis has all like the hug energy, hug ball. 
But then we don't see much more of that from her during the rest of the episode. She's not super Jessish the rest of the way at all. Um, yeah, I see that. I think like maybe you go with the fact that she's like consoling the ex-husband after he finds out she finds out he was cheated on. But you're right. I think like halfway through she needs to be pulling out hand turkeys like she needs yes. to be because if, if Jess is supposed to be like the darker Jamie Lee Curtis, it's not really being they achieved. lost. They lost control of that plot al- almost after that first scene. And then Rob Reiner is Nickish, right? He's he's he, which you don't have to be. Very few people are exactly like both of their parents, so I don't think it's totally off that he would be like this. I think they have great chemistry together. I think they're both really interesting characters. Uh, Rob Reiner was, you know, uh, was fascinating in this episode. Also, I, I, it's a tour de force for both of them. Are <laughs> they who I would expect <laughs> Jess's parents to be? No, and I think yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Should have been more. Uh, should have been more new girlish for sure. Yeah, I don't have a problem with the casting of either of them. Uh, Kelly feels strongly that uh, Rob Reiner doesn't play, but I, you know, I could I take the criticism, but I enjoy him as Bob Day. Uh, let's talk about uh, Nick. You brought up that uh, Bob is Nickish. Nick is like I'm not a dad guy. MJC says, Akiva, do you think Allie has a reputation for being good with parents? Am I a dad guy? We've talked about this. Yeah, you're a dad guy. I do think we have. To, you're right. We have talked yeah. about it. I couldn't remember. Um, but the, the whole Nick not being a dad guy, does that play? I feel like Nick was built for dads. Nick is a dad. Yeah, Nick is dad. She's an old man in a young man's body. Uh, Debatable. Think, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I, I think Nick. I think Nick works perfectly here as like the foil or... Sort of like uh, the, the the junior to, to Bob Day. Uh, but Cece here sniffs out Jess's plan when they both arrive at the same time in the morning that this is one of Jess's many attempts to parent trap her family. Keeve, how familiar are you with the parent trap? You know, my kids have watched it 10,000 times, so I've sort of intuited it all, all. But I don't think I've ever sat down for since I was a kid from like minute one to the end of the movie. But I've seen at least one scene 100 different times. OK, so so Adira was getting this. That's I wasn't sure if the parent trap is still like relevant with the youth. It is. Today. I think I think the youth still watch it. The okay, question so is, she, do they watch Lohan or do they watch Ailey Mills or whoever the first one is? That's not a question. They obviously watch Lohan. Yeah, but I think a parent trap enthusiast will probably go back and watch both. I barely watched the Harley Mills version. I think I've seen that once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably going to watch Lohan. And I'm old. Ooh, do I, I... I wonder if we'll see Lindsay Lohan on the show. We probably won't, right? That'd be great. Do you want me to give you hot, cold? <laughs> <laughs> um, that we'll remember if that comes up again. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I actually thought this was the most effective use of the flashback motif than... Or just flashbacks. Sorry, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole season where Jess and Cece... Uh, ro- locked their parents in this like romantic themed room as a kid or sorry Jess's parents not their parents and that Jess first of all I love the effort to make her look younger but still as an adult by just clipping her bangs back but that Jess went into the shower and took a nude of her mom and sent so it funny. to her dad so funny <laughs> I love that so I'm okay with the flashbacks as long as they uh, get the chuckles for me like they did mm-hmm. less so with the Schmidt the Schmidt's cousin jumping ahead being like, I'm the kind of fat that's strong. Right, right, right. Yeah, that was very dumb. But yeah, um, yeah, texting the dad the shower nude is like all is an all time thing. That's just like original and it's funny and you I laughed out loud. 
uh, I was nervous. Like, I guess my daughter gonna think this is a little weird, but yeah, it was fine. I like also uh, Jess exposing that uh, her dad has been dumped and was cheated on, but you grieve so publicly on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, I noted first Instagram mention that I can remember. I mean, this is early, right? This is what is Thanksgiving 12 or 13. That's a great point. It does feel early, especially for like a parent to be on Instagram, right? Like I feel like the youth normally adopted and then the parents come. Instagram stinks. You ever scroll back and it's 2012, you know, you're getting like really crappy pictures. Well, I'm going to scroll back now and see when I had an Instagram. I barely use Instagram now. Mm hmm. Or at all. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> I was too big on TikTok to even worry about Instagram. Thank God I didn't have TikTok as a teen. Because I'd be doing those dumb dances. I'd be mm-hmm. looking like an absolute idiot. And the that's whole gymnastic forever. squad would have been doing it. Oh, my God. The th- like, ugh, don't even say that to me. I'm th- mm-hmm. I'd be throwing it back. Like, oh, captain, my captain. Looking like an idiot. <laughs> no offense to your daughter, who's, yeah. I'm sure, great at throwing it back at 12 years old. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> I, I had Instagram in 2012. Just okay. got to the beginning Yeah, I, I of my just kids. think it was like crappy. It was like really bad at early Instagram. Like it, people weren't on it as much. It wasn't celebrity based. The pictures were pretty low quality. It hasn't changed much in 10 years, but like just the quality of pictures has gotten better. Yeah, I have my first ever Instagram, August 21st, 2012. It is like an aerial shot of a citronella candle outside. It has one like. And three comments. Two mm-hmm. of the three comments are me saying, one, I didn't take this picture. Two, this is not a lash gram. So I have an unofficial first photo, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I was editing so this episode. I would cut that out. I haven't out. increased in, uh, any engagement since then. but No, I have no engagement on Instagram. I'm fine with it. That was a joke. I have no idea. Um, I, I don't. Uh, we, <laughs> we, had a dote, we had a note from Adira uh, during this next scene as we go outside to meet uh, Cousin Schmidt. Uh, okay. She says uh, Schmidt is so much hotter than his cousin. Wow. So she likes the model bod, not the dad bod. Not the dad bod. Yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Aim high, Adira. The world so will what spend are, what so much your, time crushing you. Aim high what, now. What are your Rob Riggle opinions? Well, I was trying desperately to just stay in the A story before we went oh, okay. to the B story. I thought but we were going to go. It's all so close together. I thought we were just going to go uh, You know, it's order. totally... It's totally fine. And we never um, leave the building today other than the flashbacks. It just we so rarely have just like a clean A and B, but That's fair. So, so we can talk about Schmidt's cousin now. Uh, although we're almost done, honestly, with the parent All right, fine. Story. So let's finish. For, let's finish. For as many laughs as I think it has, it's not much content. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's jokes. It's not like uh yeah. And it's a fast movie. There's a lot going on in the episode. There's a lot of jokes. Also, the dinner scene at the end is like a bunch of minutes. So there's not like that much room to mess around in this episode. It's really but mess around. They did. It's really um, make make her mom hot. Have Nick distract the dad. Have Nick hit on the mom, which is actually my least favorite part of this episode. Just makes yeah, me weird. squirm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does work, sort of. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised? Did you think they were going to smooch by the end? Nick and 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 the mom or oh no I I didn't think Nick was gonna smooch Jamie Curtis yes I did think Rob <laughs> Reiner and Jamie Lee Curtis were gonna smooch and then when the elevator closed a spoiler alert at the end of the episode you figured they were probably gonna get uh, either they were gonna go home together or something along the lines of what happened so uh, and then there's this like subplot of 
CC of uh with involving CC where Jess's mom is like mad that CC allegedly scratched her van. I think that really is just played to like show how long CC's been in Jess's life, but mm-hmm. it doesn't do much for me. Yeah, I mean, I could see my parents being like, "All right, remember who who scratched the van?" Like my sister had a friend. Maybe I've said this before. My sister had a friend who drove through our garage. <laughs> when they were like learning to drive, probably like a senior in high school or something. Oh my god! And let's say her last name was um, a Jacobowitz. Okay, sure. That's what it ended. The, the, the suffix was Owitz. So for the rest of you know until she got married and, and changed her name, her last name was Garajowitz. To my dad, like I she see came over, where you get your biting sense of humor. I would never. <laughs> oh, pl- if I made one joke to my daughter's friends like that, forget it. My wife. And my daughter are, are, you know, punching me in the head together. Like, please, I could never get away with that. If they drive through your garage, they can tolerate being called garageowitz. Mm-hmm, that's true. That is true. But let's talk about the NFL for a moment, if we can. I took no notes on this part. Kelly came through in the clutch. Kiwi's corner. Anything to add to rant about the NFL? Slash, how do you think Bob would feel now that there are two NFL teams in L.A.? Yeah, I, I, that is funny. It is sort of like, uh, it was a timeless rant, except now it's it's... No longer relevant, right? There are two teams that are like. I like that they were on the same page with uh, with a lot of that stuff. Uh, I don't know. Follow the money. Yeah, that's very you. You like to follow. I would never say follow the money. (laughs) You just follow the money. No, I don't. You You love money. No, I don't. It's anti-Semitic. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, you just Yosef react that. No, I don't. I didn't say that. Uh, Akiba, that's like part of your brand. You love money. It's not part of my brand. My brand is that I once made a joke about having money, and then people say, I have "No, no, that's not, not even that." You're always like, "Can you imagine the cost savings on Don's teeth?" Like you're you're always thinking you're you're fiscally responsible. Okay, fine. All right. You're financially minded. Okay, fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know driven me. Driven by money. Mm-hmm. Oh please! If I was <laughs> driven by money. Right. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of this non-monetized podcast I'm doing at 2.08 in the morning Which will affect my actual job tomorrow <laughs> like Oil companies, pharmaceuticals, big business, corn mm-hmm. I corn. like this, I like the Twilight bit I just thought the whole thing I, Why does funny. Jess's dad know so much about Twilight? But Yeah, that is it is weird But listen, he's living alone basically for a while So all right, so now they, I, one thing when they get caught making out, Jess's face, her reaction is so funny. Shout out to Zooey because yeah. like, I talk a lot about Nick's facial reactions, but the like gross delight of seeing her parents yes. make out in the bathroom killed me. Yeah, the director definitely said like first act like you're grossed out, but then realize very slowly you're happy and she nailed it. I, I, I had a note on that too, yeah. Direction from Kiwi Peretz. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so now let's talk about Schmidt's cousin. Uh, MJC said, Akiva, are you pro or anti Rob Riggle? How much does this plot line not hold up in 2021? Okay, so I'm, oh, I'm, uh, I've always been anti Rob Riggle. I think when he's on a podcast, he's usually bad. Uh, when he's on the NFL show, he was terrible. Uh, he play, often plays very similar characters. I don't get it. It makes no <laughs> sense that he became famous. Every one of his characters was in the Marines, just like he was in the Marines. Um, that being said, this was one of his better. Uh, this was one of his better appearances. <laughs> You're garbage. You've always been garbage. Mm-hmm. You don't make me laugh. I hate you. And all that considered, he was fine in this. <laughs> yes, he was. He's been terrible in many things, but he was, and he has been good in things too. 
but uh, he he. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he has been like over promoted more than almost anybody in in sort of that comedy sector of Hollywood. But he's never really like has he ever carried something on his own? I'm sure people are going to like at me. He was. In well, how could he? With... What do you mean? He can't even he can't even fifth carry. How is he going to be the lead? But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he's when you say he's over promoted. I feel like he's like typically in like the third to sixth spot. Yeah, but he works a lot. Well, he works hard. He's got dozens of uh, credits in the last. In the do last you think year. you could do better? Is that what bothers you about it? No. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If they're looking for like a six foot four Jack Marine, it's crazy that they don't come calling for Uncle Kiwi. That's it. Really is. It's funny because I think as as people we usually hate or are jealous of the people we sort of like find ourselves competitive with. Ultimately, like even if you find someone's opinions abhorrent, like you're more likely to care if. If it's like it's in your ballpark or something like you, you might hate someone, but they're like just, oh, that person's so different from me. I can't bring myself to hate them. Whereas if it was like your, you know, enemy from high school who's doing something, it's like, all right, I see my more of myself in them. Maybe we're like a little bit uh, the same with Rob Riggle. It's it's pure. I, I, there's, I have nothing in common with him. It's like pure. You're not so good at your job and you're not really funny. I have never struggled to bring myself to hate someone, so I didn't relate to what you were saying, but hopefully mm-hmm. the audience did. Every people uh, know what I'm saying. Oh, I got to I got to get off this page before I see spoilers. What page are you on? Rob Riggle's IMDb. Oh, well you just saw spoilers. Mm-hmm. But you already luckily you already logged your prediction on that, so you're sort of clean. What did I say? You said that you don't think he'll come back. There's certainly room for him, but we don't need to see him, so mm-hmm. we probably won't. Okay. And what did you just learn, Kiwi? he does come back again he does come back again <laughs> three more times <laughs> okay right. I'll, um, i will forget that by next week don't worry do would you say i i have gotten some heat from your friend chester uh that i make unfair comparisons to him and schmidt have i been comparing him to the wrong schmidt this whole time was Ooh. chester in fact raised like a wolf Raised no, by wolf parents hates the in the troops, so this, in Minnesota. He, he don't never be don't like this say that on this podcast. Mm-hmm. You can deal with your own garbage on your podcast. <laughs> we keep a clean Joe here. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was raised in Minnesota, which is why I'm bringing this up. Ah, okay. No, Chester's nothing in common with Rob Riggle. <laughs> Hateable? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Chester. Okay. Jeez. Don't at me. So the, to answer MJC's other question, like how much does the plot not hold up? Yeah, no, of course not. It's but but it sort of does in the way that it's this like weird to- toxic masculinity mm-hmm. like pissing. Yeah, contest. a guy like Rob Riggle could still exist in twenty twenty one. Come on. And he's I love when he's like definitions for chicks. It's all about size, revealing just his dummy thick bod. Mm-hmm. Is that dummy thick, Keeve? I know you're the expert there. I'm, I don't think I'm the dummy thick expert. I do love the expression in this episode that manhood is about exfoliation. <laughs> all right so by that measure you're not a man at all no i've never exfoliated in my life <laughs> could you change your twitter bio to dummy thick i, I mean i could i don't know no jobs are looking at you anymore that was why we changed it to the laces <laughs> what is it now what's my twitter i think bio it's now? like laces free since no 87? i think i changed that it is oh it is style see. it's style icon that's terrible. Who came yeah. up with that? I me, and it's not even a podcast reference. Okay, I think we should change it right now to dummy thick. I you're not going to like this. 
<laughs> but I think it, that's more of a different podcast reference. Well, that's fine. I, I, I'm not saying you should change it to Dummy Thick because I invented it on NGOG. I'm saying you've made yourself known via your other podcast that that's a thing that's associated with you. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. Again, it is very funny. I'm, gonna tell I'm not you- an arbitrary. I'm not an arbitrary hater. I hate Renap for very concrete reasons Wait, that on. the NGOG chat found out today, but. I can appreciate when something is good, like the Renat musical, or you saying dummy thick. How about this? The problem is, if I make my profile dummy thick, I'm going to get a message from my dad in the next two days. What does dummy thick mean? And I don't really want to have say that conversation. Just say Adira put it. I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Adira said I'm dummy You have four kids. Blame them for something. All right. I'll blame Yotape. <laughs> yeah. Yo, yeah. Yotape said... Uh, Something with like a, a baby lisp and two C's came out. Now it's a thing in our family. Mm-hmm. That is realistic. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll sleep on it. Also, um, so what if your dad, how old are you? My dad's going to message me. Must be nice. <laughs> All right. So we'll see. We'll check in next week at the yeah. top of old business to see if you're dummy thick or not. Style icon. Come on, you're basic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like uh, a line we missed from the dad and uh, mom portion. Slutty Katie, Katie Couric is what you look like. I, I, Katie my, what? Slutty Katie Couric. <laughs> Couric? My daughter immediately asked, who's Katie Couric? Interesting. So who's her like news person in her mind? I don't think she has one. I think it's like they get their news from like updates on their phone. I don't think they like would ever watch a news segment. That's so. In- I'm curious to know about that. So she doesn't know because, like you know, I knew Matt Lauer, Katie Couric, mm-hmm. Merit yeah. Vieira, like all of the, then the the women of the View. Right. You know, just like people you saw when you were home. So I know she's not living in America, but I don't think she has get one. the View in the in the Israel. <laughs> I don't think they get the View. <laughs> you oh, the they view? don't want to enjoy the View in Israel. <laughs> You will show me the view? No, I don't think anybody <laughs> can. Also, okay. uh, I'll be honest. I had to look up the word decolletage. 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 Cleavage. Decolletage. Cleavage. Uh, famously always an accident, per me and Chester. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's pretty good. You got to explain nice call that? Back to the be- no, listen. You, people re-listen to this series. You'll you'll get it. That and, was in the uh, beer. Wait, that was... Oh, we talked about that on New Girl? I think so. I don't know. Listen to every podcast I've ever done. No, no, no. Let me just set it up, which you said, think of the listeners this their every first joke, Every joke is best if you explain it. It's okay. I think this is, no, this isn't even a joke. It's your truth. These mm-hmm. mo'os, we constantly talk. We get good These feedback mo-os. on our Jewish education. <laughs> All right, this is the Jewish minute. <laughs> this is the Jewish minute. Um, and tell me if I'm wrong, that Akiva and Chester said that when you're a modern Orthodox kid, anytime you see cleavage on a woman, you assume it's an accident. Like in your When we were later. little, not like not like now. I thought it was like once you got out in the world and saw No, women. no, no. When we were children, we were saying. Well, how much cleavage did you see as children? I mean, you leave the house, you you could see cleavage. Oh, right, right. right. But about. not women in your community, like women at the like yeah, not usually. Yeah, right. It right. would. It would it so would, that's usually. what I was saying. When you exited the the womb. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Okay. <laughs> so anytime you see decal decaltage, it's bewitch. Mm-hmm. It's a bewitching accident. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. If they end up dating, I'm gonna barf like that. 
What do you? I love the spin that Schmidt, uh, cousin Schmidt, gives. Uh, what happened with his like wife or girlfriend? Uh, look, I can sleep with whoever I want, but she doesn't speak to me or live with me anymore. Right, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> he starts off as a brag, but she no longer yeah. lives or speaks to me. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, that's the best line. Mm-hmm. I love that. Also, line. how close is Schmidt to uh, his cousin that he doesn't even know he's like completely divorced, probably for years? I don't know that it's for years. He's like crying at the end of the episode that he misses her. Yeah, I know, but I feel like if he's people doing about that their years situation, out? it's got to be at least months out. Look, he's not, yeah. he's not, you know, he's not regularly texting his cousin. Look, not, Moos are very close with their extended family. Like, it's, mm-hmm. to me, not that crazy that you wouldn't know your cousin's, uh, like, divorce status within six months. Yeah. Are you going to get in trouble on the street with this Moo business, I feel like, at some point? Why am I going to, I say it with love. I, yeah. I have. No, you do. So many Orthodox, modern Orthodox Jewish men that could vouch for me. Mm-hmm. I'm a friend of. Should I stop? Is it offensive? Are you? It's not offensive. No, you invented it. It's funny. It's funny. No one will know what you're talking about. Um, Is it funny? Because you said I'm going to get like rolled by the modern. Not really, but it's like on the street. Let me tell you about these moos on the government (laughs) side. Well, that's. I told. I said this in the group chat, but I walked by like a Hasidic table in the Upper West Side um, last week, and they were like, "Are you Jewish?" And like an 11 year old boy was like, "Are you Jewish?" And I was like, "Yeah." And uh, did you ever watch Difficult People? Uh, No, I want to, but I haven't seen it. Okay, everybody go to Hulu and watch the first five minutes, the first scene of Difficult People, season one, episode one. It is the most perfect five minutes in television. It is my absolute favorite moment in any show. And there's a seated kid in there? No, but there's some. So Billy Eichner's like charging down the street late for the theater. And a guy with a clipboard's like, do you have a moment for gay rights? And he's, I'm going to butcher the quote, but the energy is like, my whole life is a moment for gay rights. So he's like, he says something like, what I've done for the community, like whatever. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. And the Hasidic Jew came up to me. If you only the knew. Jewish boy came up and was like, are you Jewish? I'm like, I got a 15 person Mo'o man group chat that I'm in. I'm doing enough for the community. <laughs> you wish you were doing as much as I am. You want to go, <laughs> you want to go Orthodox for Orthodox right now? You told the kid I'll, I'll, I'll tap at first. <laughs> I'm doing a podcast educate, educating the people on Ju- on Judaism. Mm-hmm. Unqualified. Yeah. It, it can't put on fill-in. I wonder what they wanted from you. It, it tickles me how um, how how much feedback we get about like the positive aspects of having like this Jewish education. Yeah, people like this that. Podcast. People like that. People say they come for that and they stay for the new girl stuff. I, we got some <laughs> of those messages. Um, All right, let's talk about the masculine uh, Olympics here. Instigated mm-hmm. by Winston. Winston's whole role in this episode is just to be sort of an instigator. Who is the one true Schmidt? Now, I have to call out Rob Riggle's horrible spray tan, and I'm wondering if that was like part of it or if like knowing he was going to be shirtless, he got the spray tan. But you also you see the tops of the like – the, the like pale cheeks coming out of his shorts and he walks. It was a, it was distracting as someone who's gotten a bad spray tan myself and probably will get another one this summer. I had to call it out. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't notice it. Obviously. How would you do Akiva in the mm-hmm. first round of the masculine Olympics, which is touching a hot pan, eating a candle, belching and farting longer or louder, punching a tree, headbutting a bench, uh, withstanding five punches to the testicles and 
what suggests some suffocation might be happening. Um, how would you do in the uh, old school masculine Olympics? I think I do pretty well in these. Like five punches of the testicles, I get that by ten o'clock when my boys are not in school. <laughs> I told you, Yosef ripped my glasses clean off my face today and threw them across the room and then refused to help me find them. And I was walking around. My son is like, get your other ones. And I was like, well, it's a slightly different prescription that's going to like annoy my eyes the rest of the day. Let's just find these. I had to like start bringing the bribes. I'm crawling on the floor. Mara's like looking, but she's like, hold on one second. Went to get an apple. And then I started yelling at her like, why do you go get an apple? I'm blind crawling on the floor with my glasses. Like, they couldn't wait a minute. She's like, well, I wanted like the apple to help look for the glasses. Meanwhile, like 15 minutes later, we still haven't found them. She's yelling at me for yelling at her about the apple. I'm crawling on the floor completely blind. Uh, and we found it in a bag. He, f- he threw my glasses and it landed inside of like a plastic bag. Put your son in basketball camp immediately. But what? So, so your kids, you don't get angry. When Yosef does something like that, I do, but like, I well, what am I gonna do? Like, you got I'm sure you got a timeout and stuff, but I but, would be in deep doo doo if I did. Yeah, of course. So would I if I threw my gla- father's glasses off my off his face. Yeah, he got like a timeout, but uh, you know, it won't affect anything tomorrow. <laughs> did I tell the story that I once got so angry at my dad when I was like six or seven? I threw an eraser at him and it hit him in the head, and he very seriously convincingly and dramatically acted like I had thrown a boulder at his head such that he dropped to his knees with a look of horror and confusion and just keeled over and wouldn't move and I ran over to him and was like dad dad like crying and he would not move until I ran upstairs crying got my I thought I killed my father and he laid there for like 20 minutes that's wild that's it's what you need to be doing. Lesson. That's oh. what you need to be doing. My kids will be like, scar all right, let's raid his pockets. Scar, scar your children. They would. <laughs> that's, a, that's probably a story plays pretty poorly on a podcast, but it's not getting edited out. Um, but all right, the, let's talk about uh, that's pre-Clinton manhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is post-Clinton manhood, which that really doesn't hold up, is a refined, enlightened, 90% pescatarian. Yes. How would you do in in the refined Olympics? I'm one of the least refined people in town. And honestly, no offense, you're also one of the least refined people in town. We're neither of us are refined. This is like when you said I wasn't lovely. I actually think that's a bad take. Wait, I, I first of all, you claim to be like messy. Yeah, but this is ago. like when I, I'm not refined. Like, what does that mean? Like, I can't eat at a nice restaurant. I you can't could. Cook. I you can't could. bake. This is no. I don't think. I don't think cooking is refined. I don't think cooking is refined. Well, that's at what all. they talk about: the knife skills, the julienne, I know. the pepper. I think. I think it's like, if someone was like, "Did Ali Lasher go to finishing school?" I would say, like, probably not. That's so refined. It's interesting because you're a little bit. I get what you're saying, and I can't change my perception of you, Akiva, having met me twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad was extremely strict on Emily Post rules of etiquette. Mm. And I I do have a deep knowledge of what is right and not right. That doesn't mean I use it when I'm at a beer tournament or Robbie Friedman's apartment when I've right. the uh, two okay. times okay. I've seen let me, you. Let me, let, me, let me change up. But like, for example, here's another example. We were at a restaurant for brunch with like my grandparents. My dad was there, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm eating soup. And my dad from across the table takes his spoon and makes a small motion on the table away from him, just like within two centimeters away. 
which is to remind me that I'm eating the soup the wrong way. Like, and my grandma clocked him doing that and was like, that was amazing. What's the right way to eat soup? Like you brush it away from you. You brought it away from you to your mouth. Ah, okay. I, here's the thing. You could probably put on a good face in like fancy company. Like I, I wouldn't be like, oh, we can't bring Lasher to this to this dinner. It's black tie. She's going to be like eating with her hands. Nobody would say that. Yeah, believe me, you would never say you couldn't bring me to an event. The reverse. Mm. So my, to, to quote Yosef. Mm. <laughs> no. So I think we could. I, I think you could be elegant, but I don't think you live your life with like uh like some people are and most I'd say like only five percent of people are refined. It's not like I'm saying you're it's fifty fifty and it's yes or no and you're not. I think like I'm not gonna name refined people, but there's like you know, like the Upper West Side, like fancy lady who you'd never see like uh um you know, I don't break disagree a sweat. with you. Break I don't mean sweat. to put you in an awkward spot. It's just so funny because my brother is zero percent refined, and my mom is always like head in her hands, like where did you come from? Like mm-hmm. my parents are are quite refined. My mom, my mom is very my refined dad more too. Than my mom, yeah, my mom's extremely refined. All right, what a fun conversation that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Producer Kelly says, "What would be the events in your decathlon of true manhood?" Mine. Well, I I I'd like to. What if we had a refined Olympics, me versus you? I like, would win, hands down, no yeah, question. Yeah, it would be absurd. Everyone would beat me. <laughs> Babies would beat me. Man Olympics for me, like, I, I don't know. I don't, you know, a, a woman I worked with once said I'm the ma- a most manly person she knows. Like a guy's guy type of thing. <laughs> Does she live in a convent? No. And, and <laughs> then there was a big argument over whether I'm, like, manly or not. Because, like, there's some, th- I, I, I think they meant, like, skew masculine but also like my wife like when we go on a long trip my wife drives and that's not like traditional masculinity right you're manly you're traditionally masculine in that you expect your wife to do everything for you (laughs) not true not true (laughs) oh that was good (laughs) is it good is it good podcasting when you enjoy your own joke oh boy um, do you know what I mean? But like a lot of people would be like, oh, I would never let my wife drive or like change the tire or pump gas or something like that. Um, so like in terms of like traditional, like very like old school masculinity, but then it was like, oh no, his interests are very masculine, which I don't sure. know what that means. You I don't have go to the ballet. Like, in, yeah. You have stereotypically masculine interests in that you really only care about sports. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I think I would submit in my decathlon of true manliness or manhood, like mm-hmm. um, saying you had a good time and then never texting again, mm-hmm. uh, gaslighting. <laughs> say, mm-hmm. So you're so, saying you'd be good at these things? Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying men I know. Oh, okay. Fine. Like if I were making a, a decathlon. Of, these are of the true events you put in. Got it. Yeah. Uh, being embarrassing in public, you mm. know those things. Yeah, getting make... told by Kirsten to grow up. Well, that's a good one. These are these are these are being like a person you could never like reasonably b- bring back to your mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these these are true men. Mm-hmm. Having to <laughs> lie about having to lie about what your job is to. To your friends and, like, your parents so uh, they're not embarrassed that you're, like, worlds ahead of them. What? 
no. <laughs> you lost me on that. Well, like I'm saying, if like you're like uh, like lying up about their job to make it seem like it's not a mismatch or something like that. Got it. Got it. Lying. Yeah. Generally lying. Well, yeah, you would be good at that part of the Olympics for sure. Hey, you don't know what I lie about. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> I, I love the nice squeeze bottle work, Bobby Flay. That absolutely killed me. Do you think mm-hmm. Bobby Flay is relevant? How familiar are you with Bobby Flay? I'm very familiar with Bobby Flay. Yeah, I think he's one of the most famous chefs still. Listen, has he been passed by Guy Fieri and people like that in terms of like most famous chef? Of course. Can but we Flay- talk about how during the pandemic, Food Network like exclusively worked with Guy Fieri? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he killed it. He was doing a lot of charity and and helping and Guy Fieri went from like a punchline that everybody also liked to like a hero and like people love Guy Fieri. His... Yeah, but they did Guy's grocery games somehow like mm-hmm. virtually in people's homes which you know I got to say didn't really play because yeah you, the judges were remote so there's like, going to be so much shitty like um like Zoom TV that's still coming in the next 6 months. That was already filmed. I generally think they do a good job. I just think if you're judging a food competition, hard to do it based on the convincingness. Of the, it would be like the chef would take a bite, and depending on how like well they described it, it'd be like, oh, that looked like it actually tasted good. Mm-hmm. But he did a show that's honestly addicting. I forget what it's called, but it's like at his ranch, and he's got this like gorgeous outdoor kitchen with a wood, wood, wood-burning wood oven, which, you know, great homemade pizzas, I'm sure, are made there. And... Like, he would have, like, uh, God, what's his name? Mark whatever, who's has landmark here in New York. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Antonio LaFaso, like, other, like, some celebrity chefs out there cooking, like, a theme. Like, one time the theme was lemon or celebration meal. And he's just got, like, four elite chefs cooking up a meal at his gorgeous ranch. And he's just walking around trying their food, gabbing with them. Like, I don't know that I've ever seen him, like, so much as crack an egg since he was on Food Network Star. Uh, yeah, Listen, he owned the pandemic. He's one of the real winners of the pandemic. He, I would put him at number one. if you When, when you inevitably rank this with Chester, mm-hmm. I'm saying he's number one. That's pretty good. Um, Like, speaking of pandemic TV, by the way, I was uh, – I don't know what somebody mentioned that they like the show Couples Therapy. I, I assume you've never even heard of it. Uh, you'd assume wrong. Of course, I've watched Couples Therapy. You watch season one of Couples Therapy on Showtime? Yes. Uh, okay. Showtime? It's VH1, isn't it? No, 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 no. It's a Showtime show. It's not like I celebrity think... couples therapy. Oh, there is a couples therapy. It's that's like a VH1. real. It's a real show. It's three. It's like three people. Uh, three couples. It's like ten episodes, and three couples back and forth. I don't think you've seen it. It's very okay because there's a show called Couples Therapy that went two seasons on VH1, and it's mm-hmm. celebrities. And no, that this I've is seen. this is normies, not celebrities. Well, that's fascinating. So, so why are we talking about that? Sorry, go ahead. So I, so I, for whatever reason, I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch the first episode. Smash cut, first scene, first episode. I see a yamaka. I'm like, oh man, I'm in. We got we got a modern Orthodox Ali's uh, Moos as the main <laughs> one of the three couples the the first couple of the season. But isn't that a little Shonda? It is a little Shonda. It's Shonda's embarrassment for people. It's not Shonda Rhimes. It's it's an embarrassment for people who don't speak Yiddish. Although everyone's going to speak Yiddish in a few weeks because of Duolingo. Now uh, it is, but <laughs> these people are Shonda. Can you watch the first episode and get back to me for next week? It's, I don't know I mean, if I have Showtime. I'll send you a link. First of all, it's okay. only like nine. It's the episodes are twenty seven minutes, but there's three couples. So if you only want to watch them, it's like eight nine minutes uh, an episode at most. 
No, I mean, what else am I doing? That's fine. Um, um, but yeah, but so anyway, a first episode, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Second episode, I'm like, Chester, why? Everyone should watch this with their wife. If you have a good marriage, they could handle like, hey, I'm better than this guy or I'm better than this lady. But then the third episode, it's like Corona. I was like, oh shoot, and it got. I felt like it got much worse once they like had to do a couple COVID episodes, and then they're like probably using way less days to film. Anyway, that's my point. That like, there's gonna be a lot of like crappy. Things that were ruined by Corona that will be like very obvious coming up and still in the next year. I do think I shouldn't have said it to Shonda because it's probably a good thing to have a religious couple talk about marriage struggles. Yeah, I know what you meant. I know, I know what you meant. Uh, But there, you'll see. Like it it works for them. They're uh, (laughs) about their issues work for them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're saying it's a Shonda because they're not. They have bad issues. Like, no one will claim them. They're, they're like, uh, <laughs> ra- like it's fine. What's one example? Give us a teaser. She is very, it's like a 99% her, 1% him relationship. Uh, like and she's, she's trying and he's she's not? She's trying and he's not. And she, like, the therapist cannot even get a word in the whole, the whole, ser- the whole season with her. Like, she does, like, she speaks over, the, I love the therapist. Therapist is great. I think she's also an Israeli lady. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying the man is to blame. You're saying it's she's not bl- dominating. I'm not blaming anybody. Uh, well, that's what not, I thought like, you were spoilers. saying. Like she, like, she is such a character. She's such a big like TV character that like nobody else can speak because she just like will start speaking and five minutes later we'll still be in the middle of the same sentence. I don't know what that's like. Can't imagine anyone Mm-mm. like that. Mm-mm. What did I f- say to you? You were like trying to tell me like I'm not don't mention banana on the thing with Rob and I was like well good luck even getting a word in. <laughs> that was pretty. Yeah, good. and then I didn't, and then I probably didn't speak for the first two hours. That was true. I don't think that's true. I'm at messing all. with you. I'm messing with you. I'm messing. With you. Well, you're really good at contributing to audience uh, negative comments. Um, but okay, so then comes the homophobia, and the end of this result is that the ultimate test of masculinity is being secure in your masculinity, and therefore you have to kiss a guy, kiss Winston, they hem, they haw, uh, ultimately Cousin Schmidt kisses him like it's the most disgusting thing he's had to do. Um, Schmidt says despite, uh, whoa, IMDB has a goof, not Schmidt saying this, mm-hmm. that despite saying he is not able to kiss a man, Schmidt has aggressively kissed Nick on the mouth multiple times true, before. True, true, true. That is true. Yeah, I think it's like, oh, Schmidt was just going to lose this. It's weird because you could easily play this up as like not super homophobic. It's like, all right, we're just going to, we're kissing guys. And like, you know, he's not grossed out afterwards, right? He, he's like, oh, I won. This is awesome. Like, right? He's not like uh, plunging his mouth Ace Ventura style. Like, the it is tricky like i think in the room they probably thought it was not homophobic um i i think it i don't think they were like oh this is hateful let's do it but it's sort of like uh men two men kissing is played for hysterical laughs Mm -hmm. in this time period and even recently and the criticism is like all right like two men kissing isn't a right it's like putting guys on the kiss cam which they did and and uh a guy we know actually um, uh, started a, a, a thing for the Mets to stop doing it. The Mets agreed to stop doing it. Good for Chester. No, it wasn't Chester. Chester. No. <laughs> um, but it, so so yeah. I mean, but it, I don't. You don't play that. You can't play this without that. I don't think there's no. No, I agree. Like, oh, the most I agree. masculine thing is to kiss a guy. Like why? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. They messed up. I, I just I, I'm thinking like in 2012 they probably thought they nailed it. 
Well, yeah, it's, uh, that's comedy of the time. Two men kissing, hilarious, slapstick, mm-hmm. physical comedy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're at the dinner table. Jess comes to the realization that it's never going to happen with her parents. She's told explicitly it's never going to happen with her parents. Cece admits to the van scratch, but says she had to pick her up, had to pick Jess up because your little jujube was high as a kite. The parents' reaction to this did make me laugh. Are you an addict? Are you selling your body for rent? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, How are you paying your rent, I guess, would be a good question for Jess. How do you feel about, I guess you haven't had kids your kids aren't old enough yet to get to this point, mm-hmm. but are you the parent that's going to be fine, like yucking up the confessionals later in life? Like if your 28 year old daughter was like, oh yeah, that time, like I had had, I had an edible. Mm-hmm. Is that going to be like kosher to joke about or would you get mad now? I don't think I get mad. I mean, I guess like weed probably will be like in the supermarket by that time. <laughs> so I don't know, but I, I, it's, it, I, I pro- I'm not like, shotgun dad so i don't think so but i think uh i don't know my kids are too young for me to definitively know but i don't think i'll care i really don't like laughing about like oh remember that diary entry you found or like cringe stuff as a kid or oh i actually knew you were drinking i don't enjoy that kind of i like to leave it where it where it was when i was 15 that's just that's me yeah, there's no upside in telling people anything, like admitting <laughs> stuff to your parents ever. But I feel like that's a trope. That's like you get to your 20s, you're having a drink with your parents, and you're like, oh, yeah, remember that guy? Like, he slept over the house and snuck out. Like, uh-huh. I was never doing that, but... No, don't know. do that. <laughs> I, I don't live at home, but thank you for the advice. No, no um, I'm saying, like, don't tell your parents anything like that. No, but I feel like... do. You, am I crazy that this is a thing that happens? It, it's a thing, but I think it might be more in media. But I'm just telling our the, the goggers, like... There's no upside in telling parents. And when you're a parent, there's no upside in telling your kids. My, I remember my dad saying, like, it is never important for your kids to think you're cool. Like, don't be like, guess what I did in the 70s? Like, who cares? You're a loser if you if you care about your kids thinking you're cool. <laughs> um, Av wants to know if we would watch a spinoff show starring Zooey and Jamie Lee Curtis solving crimes while living together in a condo in Miami. And what would it be called? Of course we would watch that. I probably wouldn't watch that. I mean, I'd watch it for the podcast, mm-hmm. but I don't know. When's the What's last time Jamie Lee Curtis's s- mom's name in the show? I know Bob is the dad. I think um, uh, Jane. Jessa Jane. Joan. Sorry, Joan. Jess and Joan. Oh, that's different. Jess and Jane I'd watch. Jess and Joan, I think I'm out now. I think Joan's a better name. I know, but it's if it doesn't flow as well with Jess for the title of the show. I don't even think they ha- it has to be a spinoff. I think it could just be those two actresses. Do you think there are a lot of young Jones out there? I know. I went to law school with a Joan. Mm-hmm. I know a Joan who's in her 40s. Mm-hmm. And I know a mom, Joan. Well, the one in her 40s is also a mom, but like my friend's mom is Joan. I think more Probably Jones not. are like JLC's age than like our age. And our age, I mean, we're both in our 30s now. We're like the same. Yeah, Definitely unrefined in our 30s baby mm-hmm. that's right <laughs> but uh the the last line i like to call out is when the parents are leaving and jamie lee curtis has been there trap that <laughs> that made me laugh yeah I, I honestly this is a really funny episode it's hard to like really uh like go beat by beat in this episode again it like takes place in the same thing there's a couple of different storylines going on at once but like this was like uh this was super fun I, I i'm always dreading the 
Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas type episodes as being like, oh, this is going to be filler or like not super, like it doesn't hold up well. And then, and then there, this is like an important episode and it's good. Yeah. I mean, as you like to point out, it doesn't advance the plot, uh-uh. but you see a lot more of, of Jess. Yeah. Meeting her parents is, you know, she's the titular character. It's important. When are we meeting your parents? You're the titular character. I am, uh, on this show, I don't think my parents know the show exists. Uh, do you think we could get Adira on like a fi- just like a five minute? Yeah, we could get Adira con. at some point. Yeah, let her watch the more episodes first, so she like knows the characters' names and stuff. Well, I mean, she I've, could pick when she comes on. I mean, I you know, you, are, are we done with the episode? Yeah, I have some more questions for you, but we're d- done with the episode proper. Okay, I mean, if you want to talk about who won the episode, we could talk about that right now. We'll get to the guide, but we have one more question from Z, who says, mm-hmm. looks like there's a fish fan in the loft. There's a framed show poster in the living room. Who framed the poster? Nick is obviously the fan, but would he care enough to get the poster framed? Also, what are yours and others' experience with fish? Update, found the poster. So we provided a link, and here's the set list from that night. I did not open this link. Please discuss. Fish guy, you're the music guy. I think that Nick is sort of a sloppy and lazy guy, but I think if you love fish, you'll go you'll go get the poster frame. So it's like I don't think Schmidt did it for him because he taped it up with you know, with like uh, scotch tape or something. I think he did this himself because for fish, the the lazy stoner or whatever will go out and and uh, you know and take care of the fish business. Are you a fish guy? No. I mean, I don't mind them. I, I definitely don't hate fish. I love the podcast Analyze Fish, where they go to fish concerts or talk about the songs. So I don't, I'm not a fish hater, but I'm not a fish fan. We have a fish fan coming on the podcast next week. Oh, okay. Very exciting. What a um, tease. Okay. So let's get to the guide. Uh, you you, you kind of said this. Like, do you see the parents again? You think yes. Do you think the parents are getting back together in terms of the no. elevator thing? Oh, and I don't even think they'll be on the same episode necessarily. I'll say this. If one or both of them never show up again, again, because of who the characters are, um, is Rob Runner still with us? I think he is, right? Because Mel th- Brooks just died, right? And he... I'm about to sneeze. Keep going. You sneeze. Okay. Um, but like, it wouldn't blow my mind if we never see them. But yeah, Rob Reiner is is very much still with us. God bless you. He's seventy four, so he's he's not even that old. Um, I yeah, I it wouldn't shock me if we don't see one of them again or both of them. But I do. If I had to guess, I'd say we do. Okay, uh, we get Nick's second mention of this zombie novel. He mentioned it to Tran. Now he's sharing it with uh, what? Yeah, I think we're going to see. Oh. Uh, yeah. I what, think that, what, what do we think about that? Are we going to hear about this? Or is this just a running gag that, like, when they need something for Nick to be talking about? I think, like, season five, he's going to drop it. Finally put out that novel. Okay. Do you think that you can buy Nick's zombie novel, like, on Amazon? You know how, like, Nathan oh, you just you blew my mind. No. Do you I, think you can purchase a. It's shocking that you're even asking book. me this, but no. I can't, I can't imagine. So. But you know what I'm talking about. Of course. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like you could get like like a Kramer coffee table book like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I it wouldn't like be the most shocked I've ever been in my life, but I, I really don't think so. Okay, who won? Well, if you can buy it, do you think I have it? And if you think I have it, do you think I purchased it for myself? Uh, oh my god! So now this book exists. Um, I'll say you do have it, and a friend purchased it for you. Maybe a friend who's coming on the show next week. 
This book does not exist. Okay, well, wasn't fine, that fun? Great. That was great. Oh, uh, oh, I'm boy. Why do you think I'm a good liar? I don't know. Freaking liar, <laughs> well, that, that's, that was that's Ranked the whole point. That's the whole point of the guide is to is to give you because you're like now that you're asking me, it must be real, and I'm like, mm-hmm. nah, dog. Mm-hmm. I'm clever. I'm creative. You, pr- you prank me. Bananas got three years. Okay, so who won the episode? We have three responders plus Adira. Should we play Adira? Adira didn't really give us an answer. All right, let's hear what she has to say, though. Adira's clip time. is really just you explaining what it, who won the episode is. So now she knows for next time. We're here to record the first ever Adira Minute. You just watched your first episode of New Girl. What do you think? Oh, uh, I thought it was funny. Okay, who won the episode? Which character had the best episode? What do you mean? Like, who, which character did the best in this episode? Who was the funniest? Who was your favorite in this episode? Probably one of the Schmitz or the parents. <laughs> Which, well, let's go to the main people. So Schmidt, what Schmidt beats know? Jess and Cece, Winston and Nick. I don't know what Okay. <laughs> what I'm just throwing it back. Mm-hmm. I've had enough of you. It's midnight. And I'm going to sleep is what she's saying. I, and then Maris said Schmidt. Which one? Uh, uh, the well, I, I think I gave her the core five as options. I think you need to let your the women in your life move beyond the core five. Like, I think okay, if, if Adira wants to give it to the parents or the cousin Schmidt, like, that's okay. Yeah, but she had three people, so I was just trying to narrow it down. But I'll <laughs> say this. I'm going to give it to Rob Reiner. I think he was my favorite character in this episode. Oh, so you get to step outside mm-hmm. the core that's five. Right. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Because you identify with him the most? Probably. Yeah. I'd be on the couch with Rob Reiner, absolutely. <laughs> and he'd say something about the NFL that was wrong, and I'd bite my tongue to not correct him, because that's what I do. So what was wrong? No, I'm just saying, like, I would sit and watch a football game with him, and he'd say, like, an incorrect fact. And, that's, and, and then I, I, as I've gotten older, am willing to bite my tongue. Okay, so he didn't say... Are you good at doing that? Like, if you know something's objectively wrong. It wouldn't necessarily be sports, but, like, somebody said something, and you're like, I know that's wrong. Maybe it's political, maybe it's something, but, like, you're in polite society. Can you just say nothing, smile and nod? Let's say you're stuck at a dinner table with this Yeah, of person. course. I'm refined. You can. I'm saying. So you wouldn't, because I, like, was recently at a table with, like, a person who has, like, doubts about the vaccine. And my wife said, who cares what their opinion is? Right? It doesn't matter. Uh, If I'm in a professional setting. Not professional. Social. If, okay. I'm in a social setting and, like, my mom's not going to get mad for, like, me, like, saying something to the person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm at a table of equals yes. to me, and I can. Well, I would just calmly engage, uh, but I wouldn't pop off. Right, but if and they... I wouldn't say nothing. If somebody's spewing anti-vax stuff mm-hmm. at a table yeah. of my peers, then I would say like, "Oh, that's interesting. Science uh, shows different." <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like what depending yeah. on what they're saying. Sure. So you you think the advice is you should sit in silence? No, I don't. But but I was asked like, hey, just for you know family's sake, just don't well, get that's into different. a tete a tete with them. And I I am it's so hard to bite my tongue, but I did it. See, my mom has made that request, but I I respond and say if someone brings something up to me, then that's permission to engage. But if yeah, they don't I bring didn't bring it up. It up I, I was like, up. how do you think I, a person who I know isn't taking the vaccine? I didn't say why well, I didn't even want to be in, you know, be near necessarily. I said, I, you think I was going up like, hey, what do you think about uh, Pfizer? You team Pfizer <laughs> or Moderna? Like, no, of course not. They brought it up. All right. So let's get to our three contributions from the listeners. 
Uh, Producer Kelly thinks that Joan won the episode. Jamie Lee Curtis Mm -hmm. completely stole the show. She was so funny in the kitchen scene with Nick and the pep talk to Jess. Hugball, her weird feud with Cece, plus her lines, what do we do if we need something ruined to Bob and I look like a slutty Katie Couric. Mm -hmm. Um, Matt Stewart says the MVP is between Nick and Jess. Jess has more emotional weight and growth and Nick is on point comic relief. Mm -hmm. But I think Nick wins for his interactions with both parents being perfect and mjc has entered the chat he said cc wins the episode gets closure on the pass from joan clocks jess's parent trap plan voice of reason i am going to say so many different winners this is the most winners we've ever had of this award it's crazy it's a good episode Mm -hmm. everyone's picking a different champ it's wild i think jess won the episode for me okay i think she's sort of the star of the episode sure the acting kills me like the facial reactions and i think she has a lot of funny lines she gets me in the flashback too with the taking a picture of the mom mm-hmm. so i think jess to me all right totally reasonable and no, I, I think joan is you could make a great case for joan my only issue with joan we discussed was like her character basically becomes a completely different human being by the end of the episode <laughs> than what we were introduced to producer kelly says who's excited for producer kelly episode next week Ooh, wow well, and is it our first double guest episode? I think so. I have no idea logistically how it's going to work. Kelly has acquired microphone and a microphone and headset and wants to test it. And I'm out here like, I don't even know how to schedule the episode more than mm-hmm. like five minutes ahead. No, absolutely not. You need to keep the next week open just in case <laughs> Allie has a window. Um, then so so yeah so producer Kelly and my friend Mike are coming on. Uh, so Kelly, not that. your friend. Mike, your friend. That's what no, we're but saying. that's his name. Like producer Kelly is her name. My friend producer Kelly. You can mm-hmm. say that too. Right. Um. All right. For Kiva's eyes only. This is from a mystery person. Probably someone afraid of me. Have you considered pulling a parent trap on Allie and Renap to reunite them? Pretend you are recording Thirty Two Fans Patron Podcast. Maybe. Um. <laughs> I mean, is this person ever met or heard of you? <laughs> I mean, it's a funny joke. I it is a funny a joke. Funny joke. Yeah, how would it go for me, though, if I did that? <laughs> no, what Akiva really wants to say is we have people clawing their other's eyes out to get on. Renap. I've never, never thought. He's okay. like, I would never waste a guest appearance reuniting. Oh, I've you never and thought that. And I've never said that. <laughs> and I don't. it's not even the truth. Things came to blows in the um, NGOG chat. Why are we talk chat. about it? No, no, no. We have to talk about it because we have to let everyone know it's okay. You know? Like, I feel like the 30 people who understand this need to know it's okay. Yeah, well, they're uh, here. We're at the end of a two-hour podcast together. We're fine. <laughs> it's not two hours. We're best buds. Let me... Well, we're not friends. I want to be clear. <laughs> but I, okay. I have learned my uh, eyes have been from opened. the editing room. Fact check. Wrong. All right. Keep going. <laughs> you don't even know the editing room bit. People... I think have come it's come to my attention that people think my like disdain for Renap is like anti you and Rob personally and me yucking your yums and like being a big sour fiddle whatever because of the Reddit and like you guys didn't do anything to deserve it and I'm like bringing you down and taking a step back I can understand why people would think that like it's it's a bit that makes it's not a bit it's real but it's a bit quote unquote that makes me look bad right like i when you when you muck around in the mud you get muddy so i could just rise above it and never mention rap again and look like the sad person who got screwed i recognize why people think that but all i want to say is akiva doesn't need to be defended he doesn't deserve to be defended and that's it (laughs) 
All right. Who's ready for the Garner Minute? But, <laughs> but um, also, I also want to say I have loads of negative feedback on the iTunes comments for the challenge over the last seven years. I never I never quit that, you know, so it's not just about five people on Renap. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Renap, uh, an episode this week that people on Reddit are calling a miss uh this we're not week. even doing plugs yet yeah no i'm plugging it now because you know i i pushed you guys down so far imagine oh. if i could get renap canceled by shit talking it i mm-hmm. would but i know that i won't and i did tell you akiva that i never engage in any negative comments so you say you public. did not upvote the, the no one i would never said it wasn't for me i, I called it i think a miss not it wasn't for me mm-hmm. the podcast you talked about wasn't for you <laughs> this podcast was a miss <laughs> All right. I'm not, not going to engage. Well, that's insulting to me. You think you're better than me? I don't think I'm. No, I think I'm much worse. But you I want to engage. I think, minute. I think the fact that you don't engage makes people think I'm just on like some arbitrary tirade, right? No, it's just 254. It's like Yosef yelling so and you're like, calm down and you don't engage as opposed to a human being adult. A human no, adult. you're entitled to your opinion. I'm not going There's no way to. I'm not going to correct well, you. Well, it's justified. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not. Let's get to the Gardner minute. Gardner Truth minute. be told, I thought this would be the end of the podcast. I forgot about the Gardner minute. So, mm-hmm. not great timing. Starting. All right, start. I watched Thirteen Going on Thirty this weekend. It mm-hmm. really holds up. Jennifer Garner is just the absolute tops. And is I mean, this part of the sixty seconds? No, I'm. I'm getting the timer. Yeah, Ma- she's Mark got star qualities. Doesn't need to be. I, by the way, Jennifer Garner's coming on this podcast before it ends. Uh, I'm just telling people that now. There's no way. Uh, she's coming on. I wish the podcast was over now. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. All right. Uh, Kat Dennings drops a, a real wild post on Instagram this week. Are you a Kat Dennings fan? I'm aware of her. Okay. Uh, she says, happy birth- birthday, gorgeous Jennifer Garner and uh, two hearts. And Jennifer Garner says, I'm so goth when I'm with you at Kat Dennings. Something to really explore. And Kat Dennings returns with the red eyes smiley emoji. Uh, this was sent in by Royden. Just a wild post. Like, what is going on here? Are there, J- Garner and Dennings are, are friendly enough that she gets her own, like, full birthday post on Kat Dennings' wall. Meanwhile, uh, Garner's got up to her old stuff in the kitchen. She's making maple butter. She's posting pictures about uh, little ki- babies dancing on her birthday. But ultimately, she's hanging out with Kat Dennings. And that really shocked me this week. Did we know that me and the Garns have similar birthdays? Uh, and are almost the same age. <laughs> Saved by the bell on that one, Keeve. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, you lost me at calling what I can only imagine was the hard eye emoji emoji, the red eye emoji. I mean, I'm like not an emoji got- guy. You know that. How many, uh, we talk all day online. How many times have I sent an emoji in my life? I'm just laughing at, again, like confusing the hard eyes emoji with like what would happen in like a Polaroid photo is not, it's an all timer. Mm-hmm. All right. We have five star reviewers to thank. We, mm-hmm. we appreciate you. Uh, it really does. I really enjoy reading these. Um, I think I thanked Winner48, Salazar, Salazar, Ali, Micah Shoe, uh, RRCHCO1, and Tool Wars58. Um, 
thank you so much. It really makes my day to see these. So we appreciate it that you guys are here and listening and uh, tolerating us. So if you want to let us know that you're listening, uh, you can subscribe at anchor.fm slash new girl old guy at any podcaster. There's all the links there and including the link to Apple Podcasts to leave reviews. Yeah. Yeah, our, our listeners are the best. They leave so many reviews. Our listeners are great. That's mm. it. We're the done hosts here. Hosts are great, too. Hosts are okay. All right. Uh, we won't belabor this episode any longer. Uh, we will be back next week for Season 2, Episode 9. Ready for the name, Keeve? Yes. Eggs. Okay. This is a tough one. I'm going to say Schmidt. Uh, Nick becomes obsessed with cooking eggs. Nick becomes obsessed, obsessed with, cooking with cooking eggs. Eggs. And I have to rate this from what? Uh, hot, medium, or cold. <laughs> What's like... Do you want a fourth um, setting? It's like ice Boiling. cold. Like oh, frostbite. Frostbite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Frostbite. Okay. Um, all right. So with that ice cold take, we'll be back next week to discuss season two, episode nine, eggs. My pate my dog, my pate my dog, my pate my dog. My pate my dog, my pate my dog.